Yeah, I mean, I you know, I like I told you, I sat behind a desk for two weeks. Said, I don't think I can do this forever. So I have to do something either creative or I was going to do something more on the outdoors side. You know, even be a park manager or something like that. I just didn't want to be in a building. But I am in a building, but at least as a door to the farm, yeah. <laughs> but you're always creating every day. So, I mean, that's what I'm most proud of, that I get got a career that I could create something cool every day. And that was Aaron from Lookout Farm on this week's episode of Brewroots. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Brutes, where we tell the stories behind your favorite beer. This is Sound Guy Ryan, and joining me, as always, is Erica and Matt. What up? Hey, what's we, up? We are pumpkin wasted right now, Erica and I. We are drinking that pumpkin. That's right, from Southern Tier. I refuse to drink it. I'm drinking uh, Night Shift's Fest beer. I mean, it's my once a year pumpkin beer, which yeah. kind of rhymes. Yeah, no, it's it's cool. That's cool. Yeah, it's, I did it. For, I I've been thinking about that actually all day. I, I believe I was that. like once a year pump, pumpkin beer. Perfect. We trademark nailed it. Nailed it. Yep, done and done. I uh, I distinctly remembering last year's being a little bit better than this year's. Mm. But I feel like he's making that shit up. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> uh, I like this one. I, I specifically like this one with uh, vanilla vodka. Believe it or not, that would make sense. Yeah. Now, rim or no rim? Um, I'll tell you, I do a rim. Yeah. But I do a rim a little bit different. Oh. So instead of the simple syrup around the glass mm-hmm. with the cinnamon, nutmeg, nutmeg and sugar, rim, whatever's on it, I do caramel. Oh, that sounds amazing. I'm pretty sure he mentioned this last year. And I we did. Were both yeah. blown away. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I so think that's probably true. I, I do ceramel. I ceramel. <laughs> I do oh, caramel. Wow. <laughs> yeah, this new thing called ceramel. <laughs> <laughs> I do caramel with um, cinnamon, sugar, and nutmeg. That sounds good. That sounds actually really, really nice. You know, I wish I could say that I invented it. I did not. <sighs> I got it at a restaurant. I don't remember what restaurant, but it's wonderful. With that shot of vanilla stoli. That's, Fuck that's me a up, solid, fam. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck solid me up, fam. Drink. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I mean, other than that, I mean, there's a whole comprehensive list of local breweries. Yeah. Thanks to our friends, the Mass Brew Bros. Thanks, um, you guys. Who are featuring pretty much every local brewery that has a pumpkin beer. And there was, is a, there, it's a long list. There's yeah. A ton on there. I was shocked to see that Treehouse has a pumpkin beer. Oh. What? Yeah. Interesting. <laughs> yeah, you're telling me. I was well, like, I wonder if it's, um, like, I mean, of course, the question is always with these pumpkin beers, are they, cinnamon spice pumpkin beers or is it just pumpkin which is like actually just a pretty chill ale yeah so for the treehouse one let me tell you in one second but i know i saw um like night shifts i i went to a local liquor store and i oh, saw the night shift a one bunch of intense yeah that one does <laughs> we were talking about that earlier the night shift one is maple syrup it's lactose. pumpkin pie scraper yeah that's crazy yeah <laughs> <laughs> um so uh, let me look up that Treehouse one real quick you for do our that. listeners. Yeah, the Treehouse one is, and even Mass Brew Bros are like, yes, Treehouse has made a pumpkin beer. It's an imperial milk stout with pumpkin and autumn spices. Okay. So, see, I kind of like sure pumpkin and spices in, in an imperial milk stout like that, or like in a stout kind of beer. Yep. Because I think it balances that well. Yes. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, Not for me. I mean, we'll find one for you, Ryan. Nope, you we never will. will. <laughs> Remember that time we tried to do? We didn't try pumpkin beers, so. Um. Yeah, but last year you had a good time at CBC's Pumpkin Festival. Yeah, he he found at least one or two that he liked there. I I think there was one, and it wasn't really a pumpkin beer. Exactly. I think it was just like a fruited sour or like some mixed culture thing that yeah. Allagash brought, and I'm like, I'll just get this for the rest of the night. Yeah. Well, lots of local breweries are doing it. It's a popular brand. It's a pop- it's a popular flavor variant. It is a seasonal style right now. It's a seasonal. Thank yeah. you. It's a popular seasonal style. Yeah, there you go. And uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, listen, I am not the biggest pumpkin beer drinker. Same, but it's fall. It's just like you know, apple cider donuts and <laughs> seriously, or to me, it's like just get a fest beer. Or which you could get a fest beer. That's which cool too. We are kind of getting into the last couple of weeks of Oktoberfest. I know that our friends over at Night Shift are hosting their Oktoberfest this weekend. Yep, Brados is next week. That's right. And I'm super I can't sad. think of anyone else's, but there's probably a couple more out there that are missing. I don't yeah. want it to end. 
I know the beer has been awesome this year. Yeah, this year has been really, mm-hmm. really good. Yeah, there's yeah. Been, yeah. yeah. I have to say, it's because they've been given like the time to to for ferment. Sure. Yeah. I didn't get to try notches, and I'm hoping I can swing by this weekend and try to get Do it. something. Maybe um, leave one or two here just for fun. Maybe, maybe we'll we see. could take a ride after a rehearsal. <gasps> Ooh, rehearsal! Yeah, Ryan and I are starting a a, me- a metal band called Sound Guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah follow us on, on soundcloud yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. No, totally <laughs> uh no but i mean yeah all, all the beers that we've had i think my favorite so far has been Sylvaticus's. yeah that was it's a great so beer. good um honorable mention uh, not honorable mention but like amazing otherwise is like warm town um mm. tributary Tots. tributaries think, was really um, good too yeah i think Sylvaticus and tributary was tied for me really um, yeah um, Liar's Bench made an awesome stamish, and it was oh, yeah. really, really good as well. And what they're is up a stamish? You know, I don't know, but I know, oh, okay. that, my, <laughs> I know that our friend Jenna likes them, and she brewed one a mm-hmm. couple years ago at a previous brewery. Oh, so. well, yeah. we're going to have to just look that up then. Yeah, we will. Yeah. I'm I sure also, it's some variety of region in, in Germany, and that's totes. what they named it after. Totes. Anyone that's out there that knows <laughs> and can correct Inform us. Inform us, please. please. Please explain it to yep. me like I'm two. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was going to say the other fest beer I really liked um, that I had last weekend was uh, from Oak and Iron. Yeah, you've been, you've been, uh, Ryan's been trying a bunch of local breweries that we just haven't had a chance to yep. go to. Yeah, Oak and, Oak and Iron slaps, Spicket River slaps. You know, Ryan? Great, great breweries. His I, words were choices. Word choices blow my mind. Phenomenal. Yes. Yep. Yeah, no. right. Truly. We're going to have to check out Spigot River in Oak and I together. It's close yep. to Erica and it's close yeah. to me after work. So maybe yeah. we'll all go one night after yep. work for me. There you go. Yeah. What about uh, Pink Boots news? I, there's been so Pink much Boots. stuff going on from the Ping It Forward from, um, yeah. to the Honey event, which admittingly I tried to join and the service at my work. Not that I was trying to do it at work. I was trying to do it on my lunch break at work in the parking lot <laughs> and it just didn't happen. So yeah. It's not easy. No. Fucking technology, man. Yeah. But, excuse me, I, I was able to <laughs> log in, and it was great. It yeah. was really cool. Um, Some really interesting honey uh, samples yeah. I've never had before. Uh, buckwheat and... Oh. Like blood something? Not blood. No. I, uh, um, it was something weird. Was that, that meadow foam? Yeah, it was meadow foam. Yeah, I saw meadow foam um, and orange blossom. Yeah, well, orange blossom is fairly common. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the buckwheat in the the meadow foam was just like crazy. It was so cool. The meadow foam was um, marshmallowy. Cool. Which was really weird. I wonder how many beers will be made from so meadow cool. foam. Yeah, that's up. what we yeah, all yeah, talked yeah. about. Like, this is the honey of the of the year now. Yep. Um, but then also just like just a bunch of like different beers coming out too. Uh, I know Sam Adams Boston and Faneuil Hall, they're releasing their or re-releasing when there are nine. Um, that's and, a brute style. Yeah, brute style IPA. And every four pack sold, they're going to donate $9 back to Pink Boots. Which is crazy. $9. Which is a crazy That's huge crazy. amount. I and mean, I, I don't know how much the four pack itself is going to cost, but I can't imagine it's going to be anything crazy. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah just when people like awesome. want to talk shit about Sam Adams, they do they something do this. rad. And you're Boom. like, <laughs> can't talk shit about Sam Adams anymore. This and is, it's hard to talk shit about them, I, I admit. Yeah, yeah, and well, there's a thing, you know, and I've said this before, it's a lot of people judge them on what they always see in the stores, right? Boston Lager. Which is but it's different when you go to beer. their Faneuil yeah, Hall occasion, exactly. which is doing, like, small batch stuff and, and unreal stuff. Megan Prusy's killing it there. Yeah, it, it can compete neck to neck with some of the biggest breweries that you know. Like, their like beer what? is just... Like what? Like what? Oh, you it'll yeah. it'll compete yeah. with Trillium, Ooh. Treehouse. Like I'm not saying they they always brew those styles of beer, but I'm saying the quality no, I, of those beers. Toast. Well, the quality of Sam Adams, they have endless pockets to yeah. make sure that their quality is excellent. They have yeah. like twelve pocket pants. I, I damn I, cargo that's pants, a lot right? Of pants. <laughs> <laughs> cargo pants with removable legs. What? <laughs> but yeah, I mean. The, every, I've never had a bad beer from their tap room, and you know, I'm stand. I'm standing yeah. there. Yeah, I'm super They're, stoked for this new just, beer or yeah. re-release. No, and, and the thing is, is like, we're not gonna. I'm not here to say like Boston Lager is the best beer in the world, but it's a it's a, it's good a beer. great beer. It's a good beer. Uh, yeah, it's a great go-to beer. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. 
Um, so we know what we've been drinking this week, but I am yeah. looking forward to a couple of releases coming out this week. Oh, are you? Yeah. Hmm. Um, I know that Deciduous is coming out with some new stuff, so make Ooh. sure to stay up to date with Deciduous because I've gone the last three weeks to get stuff from them. Wow, man. I know. Good for you. And, uh, People might start to think that they're sponsoring our podcast by the amount of uh, beer that they just they released. We've had a lot of posts about them. Yeah, they, re- too, so. they released an Italian uh, Italian style pilsner. pilsner? Yeah, oh, nice. Yeah. It was nice. just unreal. Are nice, they nice. still to go only right to now? To go only, yeah. yeah. And it's super, super limited hours, three to six, yeah. I think, most days, um, and 12 to six on Saturdays. Yeah. Uh, don't quote me on that, I th- but that's what I, I remember being. And uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I'm looking forward. I think there's going to be a lot of good beer coming out. Um, Definitely. Kind of what we were talking about uh, two weeks ago or, or a week ago. I can't recall. Um, where there's not a ton of room for um, innovation right now. So it's like we're really sticking by our, our styles and what we're yeah. good at right now. Um, a lot of breweries are doing that. And I just feel like the the beer quality has gone up Absolutely. so much. Some of the breweries Agreed. that I've been getting like... Like even like night shift stuff. Like I'm admittingly not the biggest night shift fan, and I got a beer from them, and I was like, "Holy shit, you guys did something different that is like awesome." So, Boom. Yeah, and it's it's great. Yeah, the, this this fest beer I'm drinking now yeah, is excellent. Yeah, yeah love it. Yeah. Well, I'm going to Maine this weekend, so oh, I'm really? pretty excited about that. You I have no Portland? idea. Yeah, I don't know where I'm going to go and what I'm going to do. But yeah, you should go to Alagash. I heard they're pretty good. Yeah, but they don't really? have any style IP. Oh damn! <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I can make it. Oh uh, yeah, didn't they have a brute at one point? A brute IPA? Yeah, I have. I don't know. I think probably, they... but it's not a New England style. Yeah. No, not a hazy boy. I can't you can even go to the... all the breweries across the street and get all the hazy boys yeah. you want. Yeah, yeah. You should go to Oxbow. Yeah, I've never been in there, actually. You should definitely go. That's my opinion. So, uh, yeah, I don't think we have much more. We have an awesome episode because it's like fall stuff right now. Yeah, and where else would you want to go but Lookout Farm? That's true. Like, they have an awesome restaurant on site. Called the Lookout. Yeah. They use a ton of their food, I think, that they grow right there at the farm. They do. Um, It sounds amazing. I don't know if you follow their social media, but their Instagram is full of super awesome beer sh- uh, food shots well, and beer shots but food shots that will make you drool and it's like if you're looking for something fun to do i mean during quarantine like yeah they you go- are really really like strict on their like socially distancing and yeah they're be- doing everything they, they can, can and more um yeah, you go and pick apples and then hire yourself a little lunch or dinner. Yeah, and it's a good walk because I don't think they're doing their little trolleys right now. No, so they're like, not. Yeah. Get some exercise, drink some good beer, and like get some amazing food. I'm looking at their apple cider donuts. Oh my god! Like a creamsicle donut. Yes. Holy cow! All of this stuff just looks so to good. To die for. Yep. Yeah. So maybe you'll see us at Lookout Farms this weekend, and uh, if you do, say hi. But at a social distance because I don't want. Yeah. I don't really want to. Yeah. Get coronavirus. Mask up, <laughs> yeah. yo. Uh, yeah. So let's get on to the episode. Cheers. Cheers. All right. So we are here in the Boston Metro area. That's what we'll call this area, right? That's what it's called. Yep. Yes. So Natick, Massachusetts, home of Lookout Farm. Yep. And I've had the pleasure of coming to your place a couple times. I've gone here before with my girlfriend because it's a perfect place to bring your your significant other. It's beautiful, picturesque. And um, I went for the Harvest Fest last year, which is an awesome brew fest. And for someone who isn't the biggest fan of brew fests, this one's great because it's outdoors. You have some of the best breweries, honestly. I don't think you just, I think you handpick them. I don't think it's just whoever wants to come. And uh, great food, entertainment. So I can't say enough good things about Lookout Farm. So uh, we are here today with Rich and Aaron from Lookout Farm. How are you guys? Good. Great. Good. How are you guys doing? Yeah, yeah not bad. Thank you for doing this today. It's like a, you, you were mentioning, it looks like it's going to rain, but we're in this like spherical area that will not rain at Lookout Farm. It doesn't rain here, he said? Yeah, we have like a rain protection, it seems. <laughs> um, sometimes. Yeah, sometimes. Yeah, sometimes. Yeah. This is true. Uh, so we always start our podcast by asking our guests what their first memory of beer is and uh, their role at the brewery. Uh, I would say high school was my first because we I used to li- live in the Sturbridge area and um, I used to go to Yankee Spirits. Cool. And they used to have all this crazy German beer back then. So in high school, I'd be like the guy, the only guy at the party bringing like a dark, you know, like um, Munich or something like that to a party. And they're like, what the heck? 
heck is this stuff? Malt liquor. <laughs> so, that, I mean, as far as like that, what, that's what got me into what I wanted to do as a career. Yeah, I think. Yeah, excellent. Um, mine was probably much younger, so I just remember <laughs> sitting on the couch with like my dad as a kid watching baseball and having an anchor steam for the first time. Yeah, yeah. cool. That, like yeah. changed me. It's yeah. a great intro beer. Yeah, yeah, it's <laughs> awesome. And, and rolls at the brewery. Um, I do production, and I'm our entire sales team. Okay. Yes. Fabulous. Busy. <laughs> and I'm head of production in the you know the brewery and the cidery too. Very very cool. Um, so. You mentioned earlier, I always ask this question, uh, having that beer, it was actually formative for you in, in deciding the career path. We hear countless times, you know, someone having a schlitz on the couch with their dad and they're like, yeah, I went to graphic design and then I figured out that I actually like beer. Well, I did go to graphic design. Oh, oh really? Well, yeah, funny story. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, what was life before uh, Lookout Farm? Uh, so I started doing, uh, I mean, I was in college for marketing. And then I started doing, you know, like real estate jobs for that kind of thing. Hated it. Hated sitting behind a desk. Um, got an opportunity to do like a homebrew contest at Sam Adams years ago. I'm talking like late 80s. Did that. Thought it was cool. Made the worst beer in the world. It was this <laughs> coffee crazy thing I made for it. Did Jim get to try it? I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> That's so um, <laughs> And then just never gave up on it. You know, I worked various jobs up until then. I, I interned at Harpoon. They eventually hired me because they, they were just, you know, kind of getting big at that point. And they were like, oh, we want a guy here to work on the weekends. We want a guy here to work on the holidays. So I'm like, I'll do it. No one else wanted to do it. Yep, yep. So, uh, you know, went from there, worked there for a couple of years. Um, I ran Watch City for about 16 years. Okay. And then I took a break for a year, and they offered me the job here to be the head cider maker. And they said, do you know how to make cider? And I'm like, never made it. <laughs> <laughs> I go, I do know how to ferment stuff, though. Yeah. Yep. So I'm like, here's the thing. If we're going to make hard cider, it's going to be damn good because I want to drink it, especially right. if I'm making, used to making beer. So I'm like, we did, a, you know, we were building the cidery for like six or eight months, and I did a couple of trial versions. I'd say about forty-three versions of it. And holy cow, just a couple. <laughs> nice, nice. <laughs> and you know, they were pretty happy with the results. I was super happy with the results, and we knew we at least had something going forward once we were ready to launch. And like, so we started like, I think it was September of two thousand fourteen, and then we finally got the brewery in production. It, March, maybe late February of 2015. It's about six months. Yeah, that's a very fast for a brewery. We hear horror stories. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you were already a farm at, farm at that point. Yep. Right. Yeah, so it was really just. Yeah, I was the first. I was the first employee. So I was basically this tap room was even. It was full of like uh, restaurant equipment and oh. and supermarket equipment. Nice. Yeah, it was, it was a they, store. Yeah, they used market. to have a store okay. here. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So we basted gutted it all out. You saw when you came in here, we have the gorgeous bar there that, that is now a storage area. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Fritch, yeah. um, before we get to you, I'm just curious, was that a cool feeling to kind of build a brewery out? I mean... Oh, yeah. Yeah. Totally. I mean, we, when I say build it out, that room you guys came in up there, there was, that was all cold storage. So there was nothing in that whole building. Yeah. 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 That's super cool. Yep. Very cool. I came to beer much differently, so I actually have <laughs> right. a lot of past in retail management, restaurant management, and that's what I did for years. And then, oh, I want to say about three years ago, my brother, uh, Will, who the assist, is the assistant here as well, um, he was working at a place called Barley Corns in Natick. Okay. That was the brewing yep. premise joint. Yep. Yep. So uh, they brought him in as the assistant. They just needed help packaging one day, and it turned into a one day to, you need to quit your job and come and work for us. <laughs> And here I am three years later doing the cool. same thing. Yeah, but That's I love awesome. it. It's awesome. Yeah. Very cool. Um, can you talk about, like, Lookout Farm before the brewery was here? How much do you guys know about Lookout Farm before? I mean, I, we've been, it's since 1651. Yeah. One wow. of the oldest continually operating farms in the entire country. In the entire country. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So <laughs> cool. Yeah. Yep. So um, nice. before the, the, uh, Belkin family owns it now, and they've owned it for what I want to say about fourteen or fifteen years now. Before that, um, Les Marino owned it, and uh, I don't know the big, history there. A big lot. dig guy. Yeah, the big dig oh. guy. You know that. Yeah, he right, was involved right, right. in that. Cool. Wow. 
And then I know that when he had it, there was a lot more. It was a lot more animals and stuff. It was a much different. And now it's become a lot more focused on the fruit orchard and then the sustainability and keeping yeah. it a fruit orchard yeah. in yeah. an area where obviously land value is high. Do you still have pickies and things here? No, we have animals. <laughs> something, we used to have animals up in the kids' play area, yeah, where they yeah, could, yeah. but we get them from another from the south yeah. 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 actually. Yeah. 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 You mentioned sustainability. I'd love to talk about that a little bit. I know that you guys are solar powered here. Um, yep. But what else are you guys doing to maintain sustainability for the brewing operation? Because that can be not as sustainable. As uh, I mean, with all the power and equipment that we have in there that is run off the solar, it, you know, it's run off VFD drives. So they're, nice. they, they definitely help, you know, keep the power consumption low. Um, the lights are all LED motion activated. So that kind of helps too, or, or uh, low, what do you call it, voltage halogen stuff. Um, there's talks about even doing like a cistern to have the water that we come out to use to, um, you know, irrigate the crops here, but that's a big project and a lot of um, finance for that stuff. Yeah, of course. Yeah, so, I mean, everyone wants to be super sustainable, but it's like you're you're still within your own means as far as like, can you, do, you know, use everything or reuse everything? We compost all our grain on the farm, so that's kind of cool. Yeah, nice. absolutely. Um, you guys are a, a fully functioning farm. I mean, I see peaches, I see apples. I'm assuming your peaches, your apples are being used in the cider and the beer that is being made here, correct? Yes. So we just made a, well, we made strawberry fields this year um, with about, what was that, about 800 pounds of yeah, strawberries. 800 pounds wow. of our strawberries in it. Wow. It's a lot of strawberries. And then we just did um, <laughs> pumpkin. Uh, you, you guys get to try that up there. Um, that was about 1,300 pounds of pumpkins. Nice, nice. And we'll be doing another batch of that soon because that will be gone in like no time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We've done peaches. We did a peach collaboration with Jack's Abbey last year. So we did yeah. peaches and cream. Oh, yeah, yeah. I do remember that beer. Yeah. Uh, we've done, let's see. I mean, ciders, we've used every apple. We, have, we grow heirloom apples here too. So we have a, nice. a variety that we can try in a minute. Um, it's called Row 7. And it's exclusively heirloom apples. So these are apples that were, you know, hundreds of years old that were never, like, really used for anything but cider. So they're very hard to eat. A lot of tannins in them, a lot of um, good acids that you want in there, like a, you know, like a good wine grape. No, I was going to say, so going back to cider making, again, you said you started out making beer. Um, any tips and tricks going from beer to cider? Any books that you read? Any classes you maybe took? <laughs> or is it was just it's, all trial and error? <laughs> well, I mean, the fermentation's the same, but okay. you're not you're not yeah. brewing. Yeah, you're fermenting. So you're basically pressing apples as opposed to like you know malting or taking grain, throwing it into a mill and then steeping it. Um, little different science. I mean, you're not dealing with like the uh, protein structure like you have in malt. So you do have to do a couple different things as far as like when the end of fermentation goes and stuff like that. Um, yeah, I mean, I had to learn pretty, pretty much what wine people know as far as like the science yeah. behind that Yeah, to do that. Yeah. But once, you know, it's, it's pretty applicable. Once you know the brewing stuff, you, you can probably figure it out pretty quick. Yeah. Cool. One thing I noticed about your cider and in, in early on, you said you want to make cider that you can drink and it better be damn good. Um, <laughs> Was there cider? Maybe let's not name a name, but what cider did you not want to make? You know, were you thinking uh, you didn't want to make that sweet? Really? He knows. He knows this one. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. It's the our winter warmer. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they asked me to make it with maple syrup. I mean, I'm not a mm. big fan of maple syrup, <laughs> but people love maple syrup, so I'm like, it isn't just for me, you know? Right. Yeah. I think people loved it for the most part, um, but. Yeah, I don't know. I always thought we could make something better. So this year we or last year we changed it to gingerbread cider. So it's going to be a different okay. ver, different version yeah. of winter cider. Okay. Yeah. But basically, you're trying to make a drier cider. It sounds like. We don't make. Yeah, Absolutely. we make a. Absolutely. So think of what beer's residual sugars are. As far as like when a beer finishes out, mm-hmm. you still have some cloying sweetness in it. I wanted the same thing and then cider like that. I mean, okay. You guys saw the pasteurizer up there. We're yep. one of the few companies around here probably in the east coast that has a tunnel pasteurizer yeah i'm not sure i've ever seen that before yeah I mean, <laughs> so <either>. yeah. <laughs> yeah so that's a game changer for us as far as like we started doing bottles and the bottles we had a recall in the beginning because like the bottles just blew up because we didn't know what we were doing as far as the sugar goes right yep. <laughs> and i said well there's two options you can dry it out 
and have everything taste the same like everyone else's cider, or you can get a pasteurizer, pasteurize it to the sugar levels you want and the sweetness you want, and then, bam, you're off and running because once you test that in a lab, and we have a small lab that we do our testing in too, um, and it clears the lab stuff, I mean, you, you can it'll stay on the shelf stable and you'll still get that nice sweetness from actual you know, sugars that you're using from fruit or other flavorings that are natural as opposed to using like uh, artificial sweetener or something like that or stabilizers. Yeah. So for people who are not familiar with that, what is pasteurizing and why do it again? You're basically like gently heating it up to a certain point that kills any kind of bacteria in it. Okay. Yeah. I mean, they, there's companies that do it with beer. Um, there's a lot of, you can do, there's two types of pasteurization. You have um, flash pasteurization, which they would do with the actual liquid before they were doing it just to clean it and you can do it at the end like we're doing it in the container so that's tunnel pasteurization and that means it's already in the can or the bottle and once it rolls through that machine it's ready to go i mean it's shelf stable then nothing else can infect it you're killing everything that's inside of it yeah yeah Yeah. interesting okay uh i'm curious you were brought in for cider yep yeah but you guys are a brewery and a cider house. So <laughs> did you, were you itchy to continue to make beer? Or? Well, that's a dumb question. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, day one, there was always gone. talk, even from day one. Like, but we wanted to, like, you know, we have so many good apples here. And how many trees we have for About right now? 50,000, some odd oh, trees. Oh, that's yeah. a couple. Yeah. Yeah. A cup, just, yeah. just a couple. Yeah. So... <laughs> If you got the trees and you're going to make hard cider, and we were already growing heirloom apples for that purpose before I got here, so they already had the intent in their mind. They were like, we're doing cider. We're doing cider. <laughs> we're going to use some of these apples. We're going to use this fruit the best we can because and we try to use the fruit in any way we can. Right. Timing's not always on our side for that. Like we did the, the Paradox. You guys try that yeah. one. Mm-hmm. Um, those are Asian pears. Um, we did that last year. Finally got into cans for, what, it's springtime we did it, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. And we're doing rosé with our Chamborsen grapes Ooh. that we grow. You see the grape vines around yeah. where the trellises are. They never used them before. They were, most of the grapes they had here, were, they thought were like jelly grapes. So gotcha. we're like, we had them all checked, and like one, two, two varieties are actually wine grapes. Wow. Huh. And wine grapes aren't super great in this area to grow. I mean, right. but this is one of the better ones, and we could actually make the rosé with that. So that was kind of wow. cool. That's fun. Curious. You're more on the sales side of things. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. Selling Lookout Farm product and selling the cider, what makes you guys stand apart from, you know, those angry orchards or, you know, even like Artifact? or? I like to focus on that we're small, we're, you know, we're very local Everything you're drinking, literally you can come and pick the same apples that you're drinking. So it's a whole different, it's not, it's not the same, I feel like, as a lot of cideries where they're getting these things yeah. trucked in or whatnot. Yeah. You're, we're picking them up right here. You can come and pick them yourself. So That's awesome. I love the hyper-local. So we got to try your Kolsch, which was awesome. It's, uh, it was it fantastic. Cooped up. Right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Named after the pandemic. Yeah. Right. Yeah, right. And chicken coop. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, what are we cracking right now? This is Paradox, the one we were just talking yep, about. Yep, so the Asian pear. Definitely smells great. Yep, and we did it last year, and we had a little tank failure, which, oh, I, no. which, I, which I cried for months, and yeah. it was literally <laughs> literally one of the seals failed on the tank and like ran all on. I'm sure every, this happens to every brewer at least once. Yep. But when you have, you saw our tanks, 40 barrels, like when you have one of those and you're holding the weight, behind it you're not holding the weight behind it for too much longer nope <laughs> so i wore the whole thing <laughs> at least i wore it yeah, yeah. it was a fun day yeah fun yeah. but then we came back next year to do it with with them and we basically take our peaches or uh, not our peaches our pears ship them to our apple guy that we don't we don't press anything on site it's just too much it's about Thirty-five to forty-five thousand. Big process. Exactly. Yeah. Thirty-five <laughs> to forty-five thousand pounds per batch. Ooh. If we do yeah. a forty-barrel tank. Yeah. That'd be a lot of pressing apples <laughs> for the day. Um, and he took the what do you call it the pears and pressed them on his press and then brought the juice back for us so we could ferment it. Yeah. Nice. Um, you guys truly have to be seasonal just based upon what you want to make with the farms growing. Um, how do you adapt in the winter when we don't have a great growing season and 
Or you what mean if the no scro- growing season? What if the growing season isn't good or something like that? How do you guys adapt? I mean, I know that. So, like, basically at the end of the year here, once our U pick season is done, too, because we're a whole U pick orchard as well. So, we have the guy, we have about 14 full time orchard workers who will go out and they'll literally clean Scatter. off yeah. what's left of the trees and we take it all and we send it to the same gentleman who are the pack, same pack house. We'll fill like every fermenter. Where literally he cryo storages everything wow. and then we'll be using it gotcha. throughout so our apples are still being we're still using it in the winter same stuff yeah just to get through excellent yeah that just gives our listeners an idea of how big this place is and how much product that you guys will use for oh yeah uh, it's massive yeah pounds of fruit wise <laughs> if we have a good year it's could be as high as three million pounds of fruit. oh yeah absolutely <laughs> that is a lot of fruits yeah. that's crazy before we get too far, let's crack open a fresh beer and hear a word from our sponsors. Did you know that your favorite Massachusetts breweries use hops from a local family-owned hop farm right here in Massachusetts? Our friends over at Four Star Farms are there for you whether you're a commercial brewery or a small batch home brewer. Make sure to head over to their website today and get your hands on some of the best and freshest hops available locally. Cheers! Cheers. At our local homebrew shop, Beer and Wine Hobby, you can get everything you need to make beer, wine, cider, and cheese. Not sure where to start? The knowledgeable staff at Beer and Wine Hobby are there to help. Beer and Wine Hobby is family-owned and located in Danvers, Massachusetts. To learn more about them, check out their website, www.beer-wine.com. Don't forget to use our promo code BREWROOTS for 10% off your online order today. Cheers! Cheers. When you got into the brewing operation and to kind of step aside, not step aside from cider, I think cider's kind of still, would you say the bread and butter of the business? You know, what you yeah. guys are known yeah. for? Absolutely. I yeah. Agree. yeah. Um, but the beer stands out its, itself. What styles did you want to bring to Lookout Farm? Because ciders are a beer that, or a, a liquid that most people are willing to try. Did you want to keep that in the same vein or? Um. Yes and no. I, I'm not a big fan of fruit beers, but we've done a couple. Yep. Um, I like the sours. Like, we just came out with a um, cherry sour. So we have a small, I don't know what, 30 trees, cherry trees in here. Yeah, they're kind and, of um, hidden in the orchard amongst them. It was stuff. a good amount. It was like almost 800 pounds of cherries. And I'm like, well, I can't let them go to waste. So we made an awesome cherry kettle sour out of it um, this year. It's, you know, it'll be available actually next week or this week. Um, I try to use everything as far as I can for beer, but I think it's more applicable to the cider as far as, like, flavors go. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, but using uh, what styles of beer did I bring here? Yeah. I mean, well, I had did a, I did almost, like, 150 styles at Watch City for 16 years. Yeah. So there was a lot to bring, but I never brought any recipes here. I always had other ideas I want. You know, one, I was kind of burnt out even when I left there for doing it for so long. And once I had my mind clear for a year, I was like, ooh, maybe I want to try this. And, you know, I never even made a New England. I didn't even know what a New England IPA was <laughs> coming back here. Yeah. Until these guys were bringing them in all the time. I'm like, and that just, you know, that's like taking everything new about West Coast IPA and just throwing it out the window. Yeah. Pretty much. <laughs> yep. <laughs> exactly. But now having to embrace that style, is that a style that you... Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, I'm enjoying making it. It's, it's cool to learn how to do it and stuff like that. And, um... People seem to appreciate it. It's our number one selling beer, I think. Absolutely, by far, I think, too. But I think if you put New England IPA on anything, people are going to drink it. It's number one seller. I think if you put IPA on anything, it doesn't have to be New England. It's IPA, Session IPA, West Coast IPA, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, Yeah, it's that New England one. And it's a little bit hazy. They love it. uh, What's um, your best-selling cider? I would say Farmhouse, our flagship, is probably the number one. Followed closely by the barn burner, the okay. habanero infused cider we do. You mentioned that, and yeah. my introduction to you guys was actually your pumpkin one. I went a couple of years ago to a pumpkin only beer party, which was the worst party I went to because I got very <laughs> drunk. <in. laughs> Drinking that much pumpkin beer is never good. No offense, you're just not recommended. But my first introduction was having yours and being like, "This is really good. Um, it's not." It doesn't have that pumpkin spice. Yeah, it's really actually in pumpkin it. It's very flavored. subtle. It's it's nice. Well, that's good because there's yeah. a lot of spice in it, though. Yeah. But it comes off really subtle. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. So we, did, we do it a little different than you do it in brewing. Most people chip the pumpkins, put them in the mash or in the kettle. 
We don't have a kettle or mash for cider, so right. we had to think of some way to do it creatively. We have big ovens here on the farm for the restaurant, so we bake all our pumpkins. Wow. Yep. With the spices on them and cider, so we keep you know keeping moisture uh, to some point. Okay. And then yep. once they start getting out the moisture and the sugar starts to caramelize in it, that's where we're going to get our flavor from. Yeah. And it takes about I don't know forty-five minutes to an hour to do each. Tr- tray and we, like think of how many pumpkins you guys do here how long we, we hand days. cut all 1300 pounds oh, one day we, we quarter in them. one day too one yeah. day yeah, one day uh actually three of us just did it we cut them all Damn. cleaned them all Good out you guys and then we <laughs> the next day was all spreading the spices on them all that set it up and then just baking standing by an oven for 14 hours and, of yeah baking. and people don't realize that you're doing this in the middle of august when all you want to think oh, about yeah. is going to the beach and not think about halloween <laughs> right, right? right. <laughs> exactly right like people think like pumpkin beer oh it's october they must have just made it a week ago nope they were making it in there's no summer yeah. for us I no mean, no <laughs> yeah yeah you no, have to enjoy winter sports because for <laughs> us everything is like coming at once and it's like we're going up this we well, yeah, the chugging. harvest right once it's ready oh yeah we're, we're chugging up go the, time yeah you know, the roller coaster and when it hits like june you're going fast as you can down <laughs> until you run out <laughs> yeah so at this point it's in the oven do you then press them to get that juice out or no they're pretty do? they're pretty soft so we literally I'll, I'll take them out of the oven cool and then they they'll all go into bags we put them in okay. about 30 mesh pound bags. Yeah. mesh bags yeah, yeah. and then we literally suspend them right in the tank in and tanks. just oh. have wow. it just sit in the cider okay. so yeah. i don't know if you noticed Very when cool. you came in there there's a tank that had a bunch of strings string. on yeah, I did yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's yeah. all yeah. the those pumpkin just hanging down in there nice. and those yeah. hanging there for how long usually Oh. Uh, as long as we yeah. find the flavor, yeah. it has like. varied yeah. greatly at times. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. But the cool That's thing about cool. that is, you know, we're using honey to back sweeten it. We're yeah. using actual unfermented juice. We're not using any sulfites. Yeah. Wow. Not using any um, stabilizers. So we decide when we like the sugar, we put it into the tank, and we literally have to have it either packaged or whatever the next day, and then pasteurize pasteurize yeah. it within that week. Yeah. Um, one thing I noticed about your ciders, this is yours, one of the few ciders that I can drink and not get a hangover or get a terrible <laughs> headache. Um, is that because you can control like the tannin level of it, or what? What? What is the reason that I don't get a? Headache? I would There's say it's probably the yeast, to, yeah. the yeast or the sulfites. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, stomach. sulfites are usually in a lot of ciders, so or yeah. wine. So yeah, I had a real problem with sulfites too when i got here and i was like it gave me like a headache almost the same effect you get with like msg yeah. right yep and i'm like no we got to do it and you know we wanted to keep everything natural when we started here so we're like how can we do this well the pasteurizer was the only option so when we did that we found out we could do anything we wanted as far as flavor goes and keep it as natural as you can get it yeah. and not have to worry about you know that effect after yeah yeah We'd be remiss not to mention what's going on right now in the world with COVID. <laughs> um, obviously, you guys have this beautiful tap room here. You have how many acres of farmland here? 180. 180. Um, I know I know what you guys did to shift gears, but how has COVID, A, affected you guys in the business plan? And B, what <laughs> are you guys doing to kind of be innovative in a world of unknowns? Well, I was brewing all the way through, so... You know, we we were like everyone else, scratching our heads. What, we, you know, we just finished this part we're actually sitting in right now. Yeah. Because this was not available last summer. Mm-mm. I don't think we even used it no, for a this, couple of events. I, I think it. it was literally like it, we had it a completed husk. for about a month, <laughs> yeah. and then everything happened, and it's yeah. just kind of been this. Yeah. So we you know, use. yeah, we knew we had the outdoors. So I think their idea was, well, we can do whatever you did here outdoors as long, you know, if, it's the, if the state and all the regulations were cool with it, which they were, you know, they want businesses to still stay in business. Um, he would know more about that logistics yeah, than we, me. So we, I mean, how, how, to, how to turn this into an outdoor operation. So luckily we have that 180 acres that I mentioned. Yeah, <laughs> so we could take an entire area and put a bunch of picnic tables and make a giant outdoor restaurant and I just have and it's it's worked out fairly well for yeah. us it's been going pretty good cool. so the restaurant was that the plan for 2020 or did that get moved up was like was that, just that did you already have a restaurant yeah no yeah. so the restaurant is brand new yeah. this is um our sort of pivot if you will that i guess you could say i i can't imagine it would change that this would this will be the future for us now oh, that course. you would see that restaurant okay. Yeah. kind of every year now cool. yeah. but but the but I guess the question more was like 
did you plan on having it in 2020? I don't know. It was definitely not a plan. Yeah, yeah. No, it was, I think it would have been, you know, much smaller based in here. And I don't even know if we would have had the same menu or not. I, I have. Yeah. I <laughs> yeah. doubt it. I it's amazing. Not. So I see the yeah. food that's coming out of there on Instagram and everything. You guys are. Yeah, we actually butt. we actually that's built a right. we built a kitchen in there, but we never even really got to yeah, use it. We now they're use using it as yeah. a prep kitchen for that thing. <laughs> yeah, nice. so funny. Nice. <laughs> um, what about canning? Did you guys expand your canning into go sales? Oh uh, yeah. So when you know the whole COVID thing hit, we were just doing curbside, um, and I was amazed. I'm sure you guys been to so many breweries that. I, I'm just shocked how many people were out and about getting yeah. beer yeah. and the cider. Support whatever. Awesome. It yeah. is amazing. Because I would have thought a lot of people would have been like, well, screw it. I'm just staying home. Yeah. I'll deal with it. You know, maybe I'll homebrew. I have no idea. Homebrew actually went out the window, in my opinion. Um, people just wanted to go get out at some point. Homebrewing has been insane, actually. Is it? I work yeah. at a homebrew shop. We have been killing it. Oh, so then <laughs> Very it's good. Busy. Then That's it's good. Yes. Two-way. Twofold. <laughs> um, and, you know, I was just finishing up ciders and beers that we had here. It was just a couple of us. Most of the people here were furloughed. I was still on staff, um, uh, and I'm just getting stuff prepped and done. We still, you know, Ironheart was still running, so we're like, we're still canning. Um, and then it just got busier and busier. And we had some pretty insane weekends here just for curbside. That's awesome. Which yeah. was, and then when they put the stuff in motion to get the restaurant open, we, they did it fairly quick. I mean, quicker than anybody around here. So we were one of the first people to open anything like that too yeah. when they cleared all the guidelines for it. So that just took off too, and now we're just—I mean, last or in the last ten days, I brewed about 155 barrels of beer. Wow, yeah, <laughs> that's insane. Good for you. I mean, like Congrats, that's awesome for right? you guys. And 80 <laughs> barrels of cider. So yeah, that's just in like two weeks. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, we're very but lucky. The community here is really kind of sounds like it. Really yeah. supports us, so it's great. Yeah, is it important that community aspect, like you just mentioned? I mean, obviously, our farm parents bring I remember fond memories of coming to a farm when I was a kid right so you get to see all generations and having a brewery on site must just be so great for a parent to come it, to after you know a you day pick of it. picking apples yeah. <laughs> we're gonna oh, pick yeah. apples and we're gonna go drink beer after do you see that a lot I like, do the number of dads that have thanked me just for having an IPA <laughs> with yeah. their screaming child is wonderful right? yeah. <laughs> yeah oh for sure that's yeah, great no, it's yeah. The U-Pick operation has been interesting, how we've pivoted it, because you can't... We used to do trains and everything. You'd have to bring the whole kids up, and it'd be a whole thing through the orchard. Now it's literally walk. You have to make a reservation. The time is limited, because I can only have... You know, we have to... Now, are you allowed to drink beer while you you U-Pick? So, not picking. (laughs) However, with our restaurant, there is... We have, like, a walking trail we put in that's up to a certain point. You can bring your alcohol on that trail. Very cool. That's, yeah, your drink. That's pretty great. Which though. is pretty nice. So yeah. drinking so in the orchard. <laughs> we are yeah. cracking a mystery beer or it is, a cider. It is just in a can, silver can. Oh, you yeah, remember the mystery yep, beer? Our, yeah, this, so this is the, uh, this is the cherry sour. Okay. Oh, great. Cherry great. sour. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. And you mentioned that this is low. These are 800 pounds of cherries that you guys use in kettle soured. Yeah, I'm not yes. sure of the variety. Um, do you know the variety? I didn't even know there's varieties of cherries. So oh, you know, God, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I know there are cool. I know like rainier cherry. cherries. That's like the only <laughs> yeah. other cherry. Variety. Our cider has a uh, Bing and Mont, Montmorency, I think. Yeah, I think they are. That's yeah. what they are. Oh. Montmorency. These are a sour cherry. Though, yeah. So it's more of a. This is very pleasant. This is not like that. You get oh. that feeling in the back of you, your. You get it a little bit, but it's not overpowering. Yeah. No. Not yeah. completely. No, um, souring <laughs> program is you guys are kettle souring right now. I know, probably with cider and um, brewing. <laughs> is there a plan to do any barrel programs with it? Or for sure, I mean, it, it's just overwhelming even to keep up with our production right now. Yeah. Um, and you know, to think of that and having a different facility because we would need a different facility on site just to do it, yep. to keep things cleaner with the you know the microbes and Bugs. stuff that you need yep you don't Bugs. want any infected breweries yeah. um not to say that you know you saw our brewing system we have the big garage door we usually leave it open when we're brewing yeah not to say that it, with all that yeast coming off those something fruit, has come in yeah but <laughs> i mean it's it, it, yeah. it's part of the charm and the um the whole mystery of you know when spontaneous you firm yeah, yeah yeah terroir when you the terroir perfect yeah. perfect Good job, Erica. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> yeah so, um, cool. what was the other question? Or, what was the question said? 
just I more guess, barrel program yeah. and all that. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, definitely plans to do it. Um, we've done it on small scales, like with just experimental stuff, even with ciders. We actually did a Brett cider that Ooh, was really cool. cool. Fun. We had it at the last um, Funk Fest, you know, there, they yep. had it there in Walpole. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that was fun. It's just, you know, you, you can't go full bore on that unless you have, like, a space for it. Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. And let's just take a quick break and hear a word from our sponsors. Are you a solo artist, band, podcaster, or anyone else who needs recording services? Well, we got a place for you where your vision can become a reality. Welcome to Small Pond Studios, built by hand with heart and sweat equity by musicians for musicians. Go to smallpondstudios.io to reach out to get more information. And make sure you let them know that Brute sent you. This week's episode would not be possible without our amazing sponsor, Shirts on Tap. Each month, they team up with breweries from across the country and create a custom shirt and deliver it to your doorstep, along with stickers and coupons. Sign up today using the promo code BREWROOTS for $5 off your first box. Head on over to ShirtsOnTap.com today. And remember, drink better beer, wear better shirts. Hey, Sound Guy Ryan here. Didn't know if you heard, but we're a part of the Hopped Up Network. There you'll find other informative podcasts about beer. So go ahead, follow them on social media, and visit them on their website, hoppedupnetwork.com, to learn more about the people, beer, and breweries from around the country. And until next time, thanks for listening. Cheers. And again, that's to kind of reiterate here, how long has cider and beer, like at what year? Like oh, okay. So be, cider, like I said, was, my, say, March of 2015. We got mm-hmm. it in the stores. Yeah. 2017, I was contract brewing at Castle Island once we got our license. Gotcha. Cool. Okay. So we were selling beer for a year. I was bringing out of there. We were literally bringing it back in stainless steel cubes to put oh, into God, our fermenters. That, fun? that sounds awful. <laughs> <laughs> that was always a fun day. Oh man! It, it, they weighed about. Uh, oh, I'd say heavy. about fifteen hundred pounds oh, full. Oh my God! Yeah. <laughs> and we moving with pallet jacks. Of course. Yeah. Oh, of course. Yeah. <laughs> and ten guys pushing the pallet jack. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> wow. You don't miss that, I'm guessing. Uh, no, God no. Yeah. No, no. Yeah. So, is there plans to expand then? Sure, there's always plans yeah. to expand. Okay. I think we got caught kind of off guard, but I caught up a little bit this this like I said with the amount of beer right right that we're making now. But um, we are definitely at our brink of what we can do with beer and cider for the, you know. So there's definitely talks of expanding it for some some um, capacity. Yeah, yeah. Cool. I always find it interesting. Um, you mentioned that the owners of the farm, uh, the family was the... The Belkin family. Yeah, the Belkin. Um, do they have really any say on what ciders are made, or are you kind of just Oh, like, everyone does. I mean, I yeah. think... I think <laughs> I just, how, how, do, how does it get decided what inputs. cider? <laughs> no, just, I mean, yeah. I, it, it's basically, you know, input from... You know, we want more people to even be involved, like, as far as, like, hey, you work here. You love doing this. You love, you know, your ideas are important, too. So... It's incorporating whatever anyone comes up with an idea. Like the gingerbread cider came up basically because we, we started doing gingerbread houses like here so people could decorate Decorating them. for kids, <laughs> yep. yep. When we had the tap room open yep. and it just seemed like the right, I don't know, to me in my mind and other people suggested it too that we maybe we should make the winter gingerbread yeah. cider. And I'm like, oh, perfect because I hate the maple one. Ah. <laughs> that's what it was <laughs> I won't say I hate the maple one but he hates it <laughs> I just hate how I approached it and like I want to make it better if I have to do it yeah. again so yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just not a fan of maple yeah. I'm sorry I can't like everything <laughs> how can you be in New England and hate maple God. Um, do you guys do any um, hop ciders I know you guys are growing hops right now oh but, yeah um, hop ciders that thing you guys are we actually just came out with our 16 ounce format so everything went from 12 ounce cans that's for right cider. yeah i was gonna ask you yeah. and we just did hop up so that's that was one of our first core ciders that we nice. did um it's got el dorado and mosaic hops in it cool. nice. and with, with the balance of the honey and the um back sweetening of the 
juice that we use in it and the type of apples we use in it, it's got a very flowing flavor from, you know, like when you have an IPA and you get that nice meld into the hops yeah. type thing from the malt. Yeah. So it complements it really well. Yeah. And we did a lot of trials with different uh, hops just to see how they work, and those yeah. were the two best. Yeah. Cool. You said you're, you're back sweetening with honey. Is that locally sourced honey? It's, or, yep. it's, I think most of it's actually our honey. So we have like hives that come in, in early in the season and literally out, have hives awesome. everywhere. Yeah. Nice. Uh, nice. Why honey? Any, any, any pros, cons versus? Uh, I don't know. You know, we discussed it in the beginning. We wanted to keep it on the more natural side. I mean, you could definitely use any kind of sugar, I suppose. Right. But um, we've done a couple with Belgian candy sugars um, and the different types of sugars. But... Um, it just seemed to fit, like, the whole design of what we were doing as far as the product goes. Cool. Yeah. It's hard to kind of ask what's next for you guys, I know, because <laughs> we, uh, Who tomorrow might change. The, <laughs> exactly. Um, but we, we could have a Ferris wheel here next yeah, time. Yeah. 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 Um, if you were to, you know, cover your eyes and throw a dart at the wall and say, you know, what would you like to be next? What would you like to be next for you guys? Um, I don't know. I mean, we're, you know, utilizing the fruit is great but yeah. i mean maybe with the restaurant if that's their goal too to do more stuff with it which i think it is yeah um you know do more something like farm to table dinners with everything involved yes. or something like that yeah, so ha you know not having the kitchen that we have now and and the chef that we have now like that was our whole goal is to you know get this stuff going and eventually make a restaurant here or some type of thing that you could a marriage between the yeah, two, almost. Yeah, I mean, use the the products you have here available on the farm too. So he's been doing that with the um, with the fruit, definitely. Yeah. So our desserts like are all now kind of everything based around nice. any sort of the fruits yep. and yep. stuff. Yeah, yep. yeah. And we do um, slushies, like you know, everyone loves the beer slushies. Oh yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. that is but a <laughs> slushies are like the most crazy thing They're here. So how do you feel popular, about? Right? Can I ask how you feel about beer slushies? Uh, in Insider slushies, for that matter. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I've had a couple good ones. Um, okay. All right. All right. Okay. You don't have to say much more if you don't need to. <laughs> I personally, I mean, I'm not a person that likes sucking on a glass of ice. I'd rather have a beer. <laughs> yeah. But if, he, if people seem to enjoy it. I mean, there's some cool ideas, you know, I've already thought of doing in the future with it um, for what people have liked so far that we've done with it. Um, I'm just 50-50, I guess. Yeah. 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 Do you like the slushies? Yeah. Um, yeah, I do. <laughs> um, I, I like the variety. Cool. Um, I, for me, I, I just want every, I want this to continue. I want the farm to continue and yeah. just keep it a farm. And that, that's what it is for me is just getting... Whatever keeping works. The farm. Exactly. Yeah. Whatever works yeah. to keep the farm going and stuff yeah. and really keep yeah. that. I, I love the farm. Yeah. So that's kind of your goal for mm -hmm. what you would throw against. Cool. Yeah. We can always grow different things. So Exactly. Yeah. They used to grow vegetables here. Will we grow them in the future? We don't know. And we talked about growing blueberries here, you know, even for ciders and stuff like that. So it, it, yeah. there's always discussions of like, how can we do something different? We got the land to do it. Let's utilize it in the best way possible. Cool. One of the hottest trends we see in beer, in uh, air quote is air quotes. Um, hard seltzers. Is that something that you guys ever dabbled in or ever wanted to dabble in? I see, I see a little <laughs> chagrin <laughs> like right there. Well, there's been yeah. talks, but it, I mean, realistically, it would feel like I mean, just to break it down, it would feel like yeah, we're 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 taking from the right hand to put into the left hand a little bit because I think that that cider fills a little bit of that market Correct. in a way. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I just feel like it would be taken away from what we really want to shine, and that's the cider. So. Yeah, that's a great but, way to put it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that was this discussion. We, we were, yeah, we were like, should we jump on the train? But, like, I think what Rich just, just said, like, um, we're making already awesome stuff that is an alternative to that. And of course. is, you know, been around for a long time. Let's promote what we're already doing and yeah. not try to, like, you know, get... In, Trying to reinvent something. Well, get it, get really get something before. for everybody in yeah. the sense like, just because everyone else is doing it. I mean, right. mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that was the other thing too. You know, yeah. that makes sense. So you guys have sold me on everything that you've yeah. sold. <laughs> I was already a big yeah. fan of you guys, <laughs> but I want to get to know you guys just a little bit more and ask some like goofier questions. Sure. So right. I'm curious, what are you guys drinking at home? 
That's not really a goofy That's question, so but like, <laughs> what are you guys drinking at home out of a twisty straw? No. <laughs> uh, God, I mean, I'm definitely, I, I'm not a mixed drink person. Yep. But <laughs> I do like scotch, so I would drink scotch and on colder nights. Nice. I mean, we we've even dabbled a little in the distilling off site. Oh, yeah, all right. you know, just like it's some, experimental some oil extracting, if you will. No, no, we actually made a. We took farmhouse to a friend of mine distillery down in Martha's Vineyard, and we actually just as a you know we took old kegs that were higher percentage alcohol and dried out. And just distill them to make a like a you know brandy, just a small mm, batch of so it. Nice. So it tasted pretty good. So I mean, I was I I like Calvados, so I would definitely be interested in All something right. like that. Like if yeah. I'm at home, that's yeah. cool. There's a reason that we work so well together. I am also a bit of a Scotch guy at home. <laughs> nice. So yeah. Nice. nice. Do you have a uh, Do you have a, a go-to Scotch? No, I'm not particular about it. I like you know I like all the single malts. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Good. I pretty yeah. I'm peated, kind of the heavily same. peated yeah. scotch. Yeah, Ooh, yeah I would say scotch. I'm the same right, way. Ice right. or no ice? Uh, I'm a no ice. I no actually ice. have stones. I do a stone. Yeah, cool. yeah, yeah, no ice. Yeah, um, oh. guilty pleasure beer. Guilty or cider. pleasure beer. Or cider. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, like one that you wouldn't catch me drinking in a crowd right. of brewers. Right. I mean, they or might with be. A they crowd might of brewers. I don't know. I don't know. People say like Miller High Life a lot, <laughs> and we get a Corona. lot of high. We get a lot yeah. of high fives for that. So, so like, I like Miller High Life <laughs> and I like Paps. Yeah. yeah, Paps is great. Yeah. I drink a lot of Miller High Life too. I would say. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> Have you nice. done the Miller High Life with Aperol? No. Oh well, no. you have to stop for a local packy and get Aperol <laughs> after yeah. work. It's called a spaghetti, yeah. and it's it's awesome. Yeah, huh. really. I'll have to try that. <laughs> no, I haven't. One of the best drinks <laughs> I've had. Shout out to Mike Hands who down. told us about it. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. yeah. Do you have a f- perfect beer and food pairing? Beer food um not really i mean i like i cook a lot at home and that's where i get a lot of uh, ideas for even ciders or beers here oh, cool. so um cool. i did build like one of you know my dream kitchen is because i redid my house so i made it so it was more not industrial but more higher higher end i would say but mm-hmm. um so i you know i I uh, I like everything, but I mean I like spicy food with some of the weirdest pairings too. So I don't really follow the guidelines of what people have written about. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. yeah, experimental. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I would say uh, probably uh, a nice ice cold Bohemia and some tacos. Nice. Ooh. Yeah, tacos are yeah. always a great choice. Yeah, yeah. tacos are great. Yeah. <laughs> Solid uh, choice. What's the best advice you guys have gotten in the brewing industry over your your career? best advice from other people yeah. oh god there's been a lot um, what's the worst advice ask no, I'm just for kidding. it and not ask for it right? <laughs> they told me not to do it first of all yeah. uh, I don't know I mean that's a hard one to answer I think because um, it's more specific if you know if you were well maybe is there something that you would pass on to someone else some good advice you'd give to someone yeah. else well I mean the Cleaning is like the issue that you know I stress yeah. here, and every other good brewer does too. It's like you're not going to make anything good unless you know how to clean. And yeah. we are basically glorified janitors. But oh, yep. I can attest Heard that, that I saw you drop uh, a, uh, <laughs> a gasket, gasket, and you literally sprayed it. And like I was like, he used a lot of sanitizer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, but even with like scrubbing stuff, like the pasteurizer you saw running. Yeah. That will get scale over over time. So we take the whole thing apart, clean it, um, tanks, everything. You know, our, it gets really moisture he- heavy in there. So you get a, you can get a lot of like you know stuff growing on floors and stuff like that. So you got to keep it clean. Yeah, yeah. I'd probably piggyback on that and say, yeah, if you if you don't like to clean, this isn't the industry for you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, done and done. Yeah, because <laughs> you can make a mediocre or even something that you're experimenting with, but. It's going to go really bad if you don't pay attention to those details, yeah. too. So yeah. that was always the, th- the key thing that people told me. They're like, and, you know, always when you're making recipes, like, you're always tweaking them, too, no matter how many versions you've done of it. Yeah. Like, the yeah. one thing we do with our, I know like, people, like, have, you know, you go to other breweries, they have, like, nine New England IPAs. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. we thought, let's just make one awesome recipe just and change one. the hops <laughs> every yeah. time. Like a rotating series almost. Very yeah, cool. exactly. So we just... Yeah. Keep it less complicated, and people, they can ask about the can code in the bottom, find out which hops are in it. Usually two or three hops, but um, yeah. it seems to make it more interesting for us that way and easier, too. 
Cool. Not to have 40 of them in, in st- yeah. cold storage. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Actually, you know what? I'm going to backtrack for a second backtrack here. Backtrack all you want. So you're brewing beer and making cider. Are you using the same tanks for this kind of thing? Or do you use certain tanks? No, we use separate tanks. For okay. Them. Okay. Yeah. Cool. You don't want it cross-contamination reason? Or yep. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Okay. Sorry. Fun fact. Anyways. No, that's cool. Ryan, you got <laughs> anything, my friend? Yeah. My question is, uh, what do you two want to learn more about either in running a business or brewing? Uh, I mean, brewing is like, I'm on so many of those, what do they call them? They're not, Forums? They're wi- not wiki things, but now they're on Facebook. Um, Groups. Groups. Yeah. yeah whatever. Like, there's <laughs> a sour group and there's threads. Yeah, yeah. I do a lot of home food fermentation, so cool. I'm making, like, pickles, and I got these guys making pickles now. Nice. Isn't it the nice. best? Yeah. Yeah, it's but, awesome. And yeah. I make ke- kefir, whatever they call it. How do you say ke- it? Uh, yeah. Ke- yeah. Ke- yeah. You know, I know what you're talking about. Kombucha. Ke- I've yeah, done a lot of kombuchas. Yeah. We've done experimental kombuchas here with cider too. So cool. nice. Uh, with the scoby that looks gross, yep. but it's yeah. Oh, my wife hates it sitting on the counter. <laughs> yep. She was just looking right. at me. Yeah. <laughs> it's alive. <laughs> it's like having a fish. So fermentation yeah. is alive. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I've done like crazy amounts of pickles. I've been doing a lot of green beans this Ooh, yeah. nice, So lacto fermented nice. stuff like that. Have um, you, dealt, have you uh, gone into pickled eggs yet? Not, no, nothing like it. Nothing that I gotta like. What do you call it? Like um, pasteurized or, yeah. or, you know, like um, canning, you know, like traditional canning. Yep, 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 yep. Um, no, I keep it like more of the lacto on your countertop fermentation yeah. type. Yeah. Thing. <laughs> nice. We're all fermentation geeks here. In the same <laughs> way, I ferment everything at home that I can. That's cool. awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Good for your gut. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it is. Yeah. Those pro- but, um, probiotics. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What would you like to know more about? Um, I, I literally probably I'd love to learn more about the fermentation okay. process and yeah. that kind of whole yeah. thing and I'd love to get into sours and see mm-hmm. that happen and expand here and stuff because I think that would be awesome and things we could do just I, honestly I'd love to have a cool ship here and be able to do like just you guys the terroir totally we could get cool and yeah. Yeah. we could be the first in Massachusetts right, right? Yeah, yes. yeah we do have a tank it's in another building it's well, actually buried in there right bring now bring that bad boy over mm-hmm. here <laughs> <laughs> but it, when I was up there just perusing through the equipment, I'm like, because they had made some effort here to make wines before. Okay. Yeah. So they, had, they had a couple stainless steel tanks up there. One was a, it was a flat tank with louvered doors on it. Hmm. So about 1,100 gallons from what I measured in it. All right. Basically, I'm like, yeah, just cut it off the, whatever the, they kind of bolted it to the building. Um, and we'll put it on the back of a truck and just wheel it in and yes. out of the brewery when we rent yes. stuff. And like, yeah. Put into another that is building. your winter project. <laughs> <laughs> if things slow down, for you. <laughs> if exactly. slow down right, yeah. <laughs> you can breathe a little bit. I'll get more people. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Very cool. Well, thank you guys for doing this. We really appreciate yeah, you spending no, some thank time you. to do this yeah. with us. Yeah, of course. But we want people to come. Well, one last question. What's the last question? My last question. Yeah, you asked that at the end, though. After oh, I, yeah. after your part. Oh, sorry. Let's redo I forget that. Sometimes <laughs> we're gonna redo that. Are we? Yes. Oh, fine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thank you guys for doing this today. We really appreciate you taking some time out of your day. I know things are busy here at the farm, like crazy. Like I see it on Instagram and I, we saw it first person here. First but person. We, In person. And first person, I guess. And I guess. Yeah. Thing? Whatever. I <laughs> but um, I want people to come to Lookout Farm at a social distance and responsibly. But um, where are you guys physically located and where are you located on the interwebs so we can uh, have people follow you? We are located in Natick, Massachusetts, and lookoutfarm.com. Yeah. Yeah. Very and on cool. what social mediums? So we're mediums? on Instagram, we're on Facebook, we're on Twitter, all the different, cool. you know. Yeah. Cool. Not MySpace, right? Uh, no, you know more yeah. MySpace. Uh, no more MySpace. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We just want to make sure. <laughs> we're going to find a brewery. I'm telling you, we're going to find we one. <laughs> we'll keep asking. Yep. And uh, now for oh, Erica's now my question. best yeah. question ever. <laughs> Um, what are you guys most proud of? None of those open-ended you would like. Uh, most proud? I made a career out of this. I mean, I've been doing this for 30 <laughs> years. Actually, next That's year. That's pretty so. great. Congratulations. Yeah, I mean, I you know, I, like I told you, I sat behind a desk for two weeks. <laughs> said, I don't think I can do this forever. So I have to do something either creative or I was going to do something more on the outdoors side. You know, even be a park manager or something like yeah. that. I just didn't want to be in a building. Right, right. But I am in a building. But at least as a it's door to the though. farm. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> You're always creating every day. So Exactly. I mean, that's what I'm most proud of that I get 
got a career that I could create something cool every day. Yeah. Hmm. Indeed. I'm going to follow suit with that. And oh, I would you say, guys no, are ridiculous. I know, we're terrible. <laughs> uh, so I, I also love that I, the, the career I'm in. This, I'm just very proud of like this business and this industry. I love the people. and it's Yeah. Uh, yeah. If you aren't in it, trust me, you want to be in it. Cool. <laughs> if you like to clean. Yes, yeah. if you like to clean. <laughs> yeah, there you go. No, I think the, I think the people that in this beer industry, you guys can attest to this, are... Re- resilient, but they're also very communicative as far Definitely. as like sharing ideas and stuff like that. The best community to be involved in. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, exactly. I came from retail where, you know, you, people were not friendly sharing share ideas. Exactly. <laughs> so it's, it's nice to see that. Yeah, it is. Absolutely. Well, we're going to enjoy more beer and cider right now, and you guys can be jealous out there in podcast land. Yeah. And uh, we'll catch you guys for our next episode. Cool. Cheers. Cheers. <laughs> Cheers. Cheers. All right, well, if you made it this far, you know what that means. Ryan's going to tell us all a secret. No, I'm not. Yeah, yeah, we knew that. But we do have some exciting news for you guys coming up next week. Are we ready to hype it this week? Maybe. Probably not. Yeah, I don't think we should. (laughs) But we do want to thank Lookout Farm uh, for coming on the podcast this week. Aaron and Rich, thank you so much for taking some time out of your day to do this. Um, we drank so much cider and so much beer with you, and and you guys were so hospitable. So the do, nicest guys, honestly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. no, they were really cool. Yeah, and uh, beautiful, beautiful location. I cannot wait to go out there with my girlfriend and pick some Ooh. apples. Yeah, that's cool. Really, really nice. That's yeah. cute. It is cute. cute. Uh, but if you <laughs> want to help us out in one way, what's the best way that our listeners could help us out? Please share an episode. Yeah. Yeah. Tell your friends, but also like share it on social media. We just love seeing that. Tell your mom or yeah. your dad because they love to share things. Yeah. You don't even want to see what they share on social media. They'll share our podcast. That's okay. That's cool. Yeah. 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 So uh, we have an awesome episode lined up for you guys next week, and we can't wait to share it with you. So until next week. Until next week. Cheers. Cheers. I hate the outros now. I used to do them so well. (laughs) (laughs) You don't do it right. (laughs) You don't do it right. I'm Erica, and I'm here to tell you that you need to listen to next week's episode. (laughs) Oh, boy. (laughs) All right.